Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. to Berlin podcast series with myself, Brady Trailful, Julian Spence and Bradley Croker. On this week's show, it's uh, pretty similar to last week. We didn't tackle a topic this week just because we had one planned and we've had injury plans to talk about the last two weeks and um, we just bang on too much about our training week and by the time we get up to the topic, it's just, um, yeah, it's almost an hour up already so we thought... We'd cap it there and uh, shelf injury again for the next couple of weeks. But thanks to those people who have written in with topics, we've got them all listed down and we'll get there. So no reason to stress there. Um, seven weeks out from Berlin, the date this is coming out, or a bit less, about six and a half by the time this gets to your ears. So starting to get to the business end. Thanks again to all the people who are supporting this show. Uh, just off the back of July, we had the biggest month for the podcast in just over 12,000 downloads, which um, is pretty massive. So thanks to all the people who do their bit in supporting the show and spreading the word, and especially on social media and Strava and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. If you get an opportunity to tell a running friend, that would be greatly appreciated because, uh, yeah, we enjoy giving up a bit of time each week to talk running. And, um, yeah, putting the show together isn't... Um, yeah, isn't the hardest thing in the world, but does take a bit of time. So if you can spread the word and help us out, we'd really appreciate that as well. Enjoy this episode, number 10, the Road to the Berlin Marathon podcast. I think that's what we're calling it. Yeah, enjoy. When you drop fart, you don't say, at nine o'clock I drop fart. It'll happen of itself. <laughs> Radio fellas, here we go again. Road to Berlin, seven weeks yesterday. Starting to, uh, I probably say this every week, but it feels like it's starting to get a bit more serious every week we record. Yeah, well, six weeks from this long run, so that's that's real now. Yeah, it's getting yeah. real. This is the business end. This is like, especially when you take out those last two weeks with a bit of a taper. Um, yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of hard work still to come, but um, I think to summarise all of us, though, we all seem to be, I reckon this is probably the most consistent week from all three of us, where we've all been pretty just following along on Strava, and we're going to unpack it all for the next half an hour, 45 minutes, but I reckon this was the most um, probably general satisfying week from all three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you guys, <laughs> I don't know not. about that. Not from my end, anyway. Well, well, let's start with you then. We'll start with you all week, Julian. So do you want to kick us off? Give us uh, Monday through to Sunday. 
Yeah, well, Monday was pretty typical of um, any other Monday where I ran easy a couple of times. But this this was the uh, third week of a th- of a three week, uh, like a high patch for three weeks. So um, you start to accumulate a bit more fatigue because the last fortnight I ran pretty high mileage and did a lot of workouts and had some races in there as well. So this this third week I was I came into the week pretty tired uh, and. So with running easy on Monday kind of felt pretty hard even because I was so tired. And then the way I've structured it is to do a hard, like a workout on, um, a workout goes on Wednesday now. So I, I ran easy on Tuesday as well. And because of the long runs and the, the workouts that I'm doing at the moment are a bit harder and a bit longer, I'm taking an extra day to recover. I think I've discussed this before, but instead of doing Tuesday, Thursday stuff, I do Wednesday, Sunday. So um, I just jogged easy on Tuesday as well. And then Wednesday I had my main specific session for the week, which was out on some back roads of Ballarat. There's a, it's really, it's probably the flattest area that I could find to try to kind of simulate a, a marathon style long road hard hard underfoot this actually had some dirt in it but um it, we went out on the the back roads and did five by three k with a, a kilometer f- float um the three k's the aim was to run them around 320 just i guess very much a goal marathon pace i always seem to work off that even though I've never run it before, I still consider it a goal marathon pace. Um, the workouts, they always suggest you can do it, but I've never done it yet. So <laughs> I don't know whether that means as much as it should. I've done the um, same in the past with that. It's always just every marathon pace runs at 3.20 and then you just never get to it on marathon day. Yeah, you get to so, it early, but then you just fade. Yeah, we spent half the race at it. Yeah. I've spent 30K at it before. That's the furthest I've got. Yeah, that's probably good um, there, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, I must. Yeah, let's call it. Let's call me the winner. Um, you've run faster by a few minutes, though, at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Well, but we'll yeah, anyway, this Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this workout was. Um, it was a bit deceptive. Like I went from where I started. I did two reps, and they were basically all downhill. Um, which I didn't really figure on, but I knew it felt pretty comfortable. And I got a, <clears throat> I actually got a really bad stitch in the, the middle of the second effort, which was quite annoying because it was downhill, it was feeling really easy, and then just this really like sharp pain, which I have had before, and worked through it. Oh, in my head, I'm trying to sort of think, well, this is good training because if I get a stitch in the race, I'll... I'll kind of have some practice on how to get rid of it, and an old an old runner from um, Anglesey once told me that if you get a stitch, just blow out as hard as you can, so expel all the air out of your lungs, and um, gets your diaphragm sort of maybe moving a little more or something. I don't I don't know. It's just an old runner's advice. So I started to try to do that, and eventually it went away after about two and a half three kilometers um 
and, and so that was good after that after that went away I felt great and then turned the but got to the end of the um, second rep the third and the third rep was pretty comfortable as well and then I turned around down a, a road called Remembrance Drive and if you're ever from Ballarat it's the one that it's like with the arch of victory and it's big trees on either side to remember the um I think it was remember a few world wars and um it was uphill and it was a headwind and it was it was really tough so it wasn't supposed to be i had to start really working to hit the paces and the floats were a bit of a, a battle as well but I, I ended up getting it done um and i was really happy to get it done without um without blowing up at all even though my like the effort got a lot harder I can look back at the, the map or the, the workout and say, oh, well, I was going uphill and I had a headwind. So obviously I worked harder to keep the same pace. So, yeah, that was that was a good session to tick off. It was 20K all up. Um, and I'll progress that this coming week with with a, a modification to it. So, um, so but, just yeah. to summarise, I've got your splits here. So 9.55 for the first one, 9.55 for the second one, 9.57. 10 dead, 10 dead. Pretty uh, pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, I was happy. Like, if I wasn't going uphill, I would have tried to run exactly the same times but feel easier. So, Well, the gap yeah. on Strava works those last two out to 3.17 and 3.16 average anyway. Like, they're kind of saying you work. You've run quicker in those two than you have actually the first two. Yeah, okay. That's that's good to know. I reckon your I heart rate was uh, picking up an accurate reading too, looking at that. Yeah, I think so too. I actually pretty some, consistent. Like, occasionally it works, and I reckon it worked on that too. Yeah, I did look at that. Did you um, eat or eat or drink? No, nothing like that. Were there cars um, on these roads and stuff, or like? Oh, have... there was a couple of cars on the back road, and then on Remembrance Drive, it was I was on a dirt path next to the um, road, so it was just like a um, walking trail, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it, it it went well. Solo on the bike, like what? Anyone having uh, it? Solo, solo in the morning. It was pretty cold, it, but it was the sun was out for a little bit. Um, it, so it was actually quite nice. I nearly got a t-shirt, uh, like a, a singlet on, but I didn't quite make it. I still yeah. had to do the workout in a t-shirt, which no one likes that. Yeah, no, nah, nothing cool uh, about that. Oh, I know. So. No one, they don't make racing T-shirts, do they? It's always a, they always want you running fast in a singlet. Yeah. Um, and and then just taking like the gloves off at about, I think I took them off at about fifteen k. Feels like you've just you know, you you've just put on race shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Whipping the gloves off all of a sudden, you're like, oh yes, I've got some pop about me again. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that went well, and then on Wednesday... Um... Just on that, though, I reckon that's, like, mentally... Like, that's a bit of a beast session by yourself, like, 9.30 in the morning, like, cold, 20K at kind of 3.25 pace. Like, there's that's mentally a good session to knock out solo. Yeah, and, I, like, early in the workout, you're just... You're thinking, oh, this thing's going to go forever. And... You don't. It's it shouldn't be a difficult one to hit paces, but it, you just get tired, and you you have to stay focused. Um, that's why that's why they're marathon specific. 
So again, like 10 minutes for 3K shouldn't be a big deal to hit. Um, and But after four of them, when you're not actually stopping at all, like the K floats were pretty good. They were they were still moving about 20, 20 seconds um, slower than the rep. So it wasn't like you were, you were jogging. Um, and so it was an accumulative sort of fatigue that you get just like on the race day. Yeah. Yep. Now it's a good session. Yeah. Thanks. I was happy. Um, so yeah, I, I just jogged on Thursday, obviously a couple of easy runs. Um, and then Friday, just a, just a jog Friday night. I would have run twice, but I, um, our store sponsor a race put on by friends of ours, um, down in Dunkeld, which is at the Southern end of the Grampians. Have you guys been to the Grampians before? Nah, no, oh, I've stayed near Hall's Gap there. At, oh, hang on, we're talking the same. Yeah, yeah, been there yeah, like yeah. racing stall and stuff before. So, but not. Yeah, I think I went rock climbing there back in high school days, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah. So Mount Arapilus like is that down there? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's close to there. Nearly so, had to get chopped out of there in year eleven. It was a that was an interesting day. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> some chicks like a rope nearly snapped. That was um, yeah. But yeah, it's a story for another podcast. But anyway, you were down there. <laughs> yeah, so the Grampians is like a mountain range almost, but it's really unique. The the mountain formations, it's really quite rocky, um, large chunks of rock, and uh, the the race is put on by friends of ours. It's for the community. It's not a profit run, um, and it's so I stayed with my friend Derek, who's the race organizer, and we he showed me the first sort of nine k of the course. There's a there's an ultra marathon, a 50k, a 26, a 22, and some smaller runs as well. Yeah, he took me out on Saturday morning and we got a look at it. It was really boggy. We went through the paddocks. It kind of runs through all the paddocks. The first 9k, um, so he got wet feet. And then later in the day, they do a mount. One of the mountains there is Mount Abrupt, and uh, it sits. I think it's about 950 or something high, 950 meters, and um, it's very technical track, so from the road, the trail, the walking trail goes up about three kilometers, 3.1 maybe, and um, there's a time trial run on it through the afternoon, so you kind of rock up and you you go off at different times, and it's a real push to the top, which is pretty exposed, really slippery, rocky trails, a lot of rock staircases, and very uneven underfoot so i i wanted to do that i didn't i really underestimated how hard it was going to be to be honest like it was it was brutal um what is it let me just click on it so i can tell you the stats of it so you were there to do like as a sponsor and also to compete on the sunday so is this just a bit of a Warm up for you? Yeah, is that what you were thinking? This is like a fun event. Yeah, I'm just having a crack at running up this mountain the day before a major race kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit like trail running is a bit like that. Like, um, it's not so much like performance driven. It's hey, let's try and do this, or let's go and check out this. And um, I was doing 26 the following day, so I, I didn't. Again, I underestimated that too. But on this on this particular trail, it was really hard work so you get to the top um i i it's because it's a time trial you don't have much idea of how you're going it relative to others so you just push as hard as you can and then um 
I think it took it took me about 23 minutes flat to get to the top in 3k so it's not very fast yeah, right. <laughs> and then you turn around and you go down these super technical steep rocky areas it's really sketchy underfoot um i was if you if you're good at downhill running you can take advantage of this and, and really bomb down but i had in my mind the whole time berlin not that i would have gone that much faster but every time my my ankle started to roll i'm like oh no what am i doing um and i came down i thought pretty quickly so for me i looked looked at it and i'm like i'm thinking i'm killing this i'm going really well and i got to the bottom and the, the guys that waiting at the bottom are like oh yeah you got beaten um oh he got thought, rolled oh, the king of the trail shit i got came third third so, yeah i got to the how's this i got to the top two minutes faster than anyone else in 3k <laughs> And they went down three minutes faster than I did in in three kilometers. And I was I was taking some risks. Like I was moving. They it's incredible. I still can't get my, I would have loved to to kind of seen it, but there's some they are apparently they're orienteers or um what do you call that other thing? Row gaining, where they just sort of go off off pist and go jump down mountains and stuff and yeah so i got done there came third which <clears throat> kind of like I, I i couldn't have gone much faster down that hill yeah that's, that's pretty yeah. insane yeah yeah uh, oh it's really impressive it because i like on the runs on sundays and stuff i go downhill pretty well i'll i'll be probably at the bottom before anyone else but these guys they they creamed me they really did uh and so they, i knew they were doing the run the next day and it's a little bit more of a running race the next day, so I kind of go, oh, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a crack tomorrow. And yeah, so the next day was the 26k, um, it's peaks and trails, the event's called. But the, the we go up a different mountain in the 26k, and I, I ran the first. So the 22 and the 26, they run together, and I woke up pretty sore from the the Saturday event, like my quads were really banged up and my glutes were sore from going uphill. So I, was, I wasn't I was particularly loving the hills and there were a lot of hills. We climbed 875 meters in 26K, which is pretty yeah, good, pretty, pretty good climb. Um, and I ran with Brenton Rowe, he was doing the 22 and we started together. So we ran the first 9K together, just chatting away. And then he peeled off to do the 22, which doesn't go up the mountain. And I headed off to go up Mount Sturgeon, which is uh, another, I think, around about 1,000 meter mountain. Um, and I just, I was not interested. I, <laughs> I was hating life coming down that thing, going up it, because I was so sore. And then I just finished the race, pretty steady, really. I didn't, there's nothing too special. I just, I finished off. I think the next guy behind me was about Oh, not sure. Maybe like seven to ten minutes behind, um, and yeah, we 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 worked all afternoon there, just at the event. Just sort of had had the van down with some shoes and some gear and stuff. So then I drove. I didn't get a chance for a Sunday long run, and I wouldn't have run anyway because I am 
cooked today. My, I feel like my someone's taken a hammer and just bashed my thighs and quads, and they're just bruised. Like I, I reckon, if you looked, if they looked how they felt, they would just be purple. So you reckon so, you need? To, do you reckon you need a few days off to get over it? Yeah, I I couldn't have run today, and I'm disappointed because my vapor flies showed up. So um, <laughs> we'll get to the vapor flies a bit later on. Yeah, I'm gonna jog tomorrow lightly, and if it's no good at like after ten minutes, I'll turn around. Um, I may put my workout back to the Thursday this week. It was going to be a quiet week for me anyway. Like today was actually a scheduled day off. Um, it's my one a month day that I have off, so that was today, which worked in nicely. And yeah, just jog tomorrow, and we'll see how we. We'll, Wednesday or Thursday, I'll do a workout. Yeah. Do you, um, as you said, when you were coming down those hills about, you know, you're running a pretty serious marathon in seven weeks' time. Do you think, uh, like, I know you're there sponsoring it and stuff, but that risk factor that would have been playing on your mind a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. You don't like you sit at the bottom of this event and you see all these guys take off and come down and bank times. You get pretty competitive. Like that's the kind of guy I am. I just want to go out and do as best, like the best that I can. I don't want to go half-assed up there and put down a like. I came third, but I wanted to win it. And so, in order to win these things, you kind of have to take a few risks. Um, I'm sure if you were there you and you were involved in the competition, you would have also kind of forgotten about your, <laughs> your goal races coming up. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's probably why um, – that's why probably more the question was putting yourself in a situation where you're going to get competitive like that is a risky situation to put yourself in. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I was sort of cursing myself coming down. But I wasn't slowing down. <laughs> I was just thinking, this is so dumb, but I'm going to do it anyway. Going to take down the trail runners, the orienteers. Who were the guys? Did you get their names? Yeah, one was a guy called Andrew Barnett. He lives in Halls Gap. And then another guy was from Frankston. His name was um, Brody Nan Curvis. Yeah. Uh, now, the next day on the Sunday... Brenton and I put about probably three minutes into them on over 9K. So they are very technical runners. They, they know how to go. And I, and, and I put two minutes into them going up. So it, they're just very skilled at going downhill. Yeah. And um, give us a Brenton Rowe update. Some people wouldn't have heard that name for a while. What's he up to? Oh, he's been in Europe. So I think he ran a few races over in Europe. He still runs for Austria. Yeah. And he... He gets, um, I think he gets looked after when he goes over there, and so it's still part of his life. But yeah. he he had a break after after um, his races there, and he went hiking a lot, and he wasn't running too much, and he still ran, I think, eight ten when he went over there in a ta- in a tactical race. So yeah. still moves well. Yeah, he's always <laughs> moved well. He's a free. Yeah, he he is really. He and he was like, I was. He was chatting away to me, and we were going up some hills, and I was not chatting back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty modest bloke as well. Like you don't see uh, too many guys who can run those kind of times as friendly and as kind of down to earth as he is. Yeah, yeah, he, he is a good bloke. I like him. Yeah, it is. All right, oh, that's a good week for you. Uh, yeah, guess see how the legs uh, pull up this week. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's the question now. Because when they come to the other side of that, like you're going to have gains from all that kind of strength you've developed on those hills. I, that's what I think too. I'm like, this is. I've just stressed these things out. They're going to come back stronger. Yeah, and almost like the next two or three days recovery is training in a way to give them the opportunity to come back stronger. Yep, and I had three big weeks in a row. I I, I needed a quiet week, so this is almost forcing the issue. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rightio, Brad, let's get over to you. Designing some new shoes during the week. You've got plenty to tell us. <laughs> yeah, so um, all right, we'll start, start off with Monday. So um, I was sort of getting over the tib ant stuff. Um, so I just did an easy hour. I was a little bit sluggish. Just um, Sunday hurt me pretty bad. As I said, the last 40 minutes I was uh, glycogen depleted. So I just felt a bit heavy for the first half of Monday's run. Um, yeah, so just did 60 minutes at 410s. Um, got out Tuesday morning. It was a bit like Julian this week in that because sun, Saturday and Sunday was quite tough last week, I'd just do a session on the Wednesday. So Tuesday was just an hour in the morning at 409s on some trails. And um, Thursday afternoon, I put my shoes on and just felt a bit of a uh, – my Achilles just didn't feel right in the shoes. Um, so I, I went through with the run and – just did 35 minutes at sort of 4.17s, but I, I like to do my heels or some strides after those runs, but I um, I wasn't going to risk it because the Achilles didn't feel very good at all. Both um, the Achilles so or just one? Sit- no, just the one, just my left one. So it's the same same foot that I had my Tib Ant stuff. Um, but the Tib Ant was good, but now my Achilles, like it wasn't anything major, but Tuesday afternoon, so because Wednesday for me was a session of three by 5K with three-minute float. And going into that with a dodgy Achilles, I was just like, ah, oh, don't know if I should do it or not. So um, that's my day off work. And I normally do the sessions in the morning, but I put it off to the afternoon, one, to give myself a bit more recovery time, and two, to work out how I was going to be able to actually do the session. Because what I was finding was I could walk around the house with no shoes on fine, and I could run barefoot fine. But as soon as I put a shoe on and had pressure on the heel, I just got this sort of nervy sensation that just, like, I couldn't run a kilometre with with, with um, normal shoes on. So I went through all my old shoes and had a look and cut up a few. So basically just took a, a wedge out of the back and I put a photo on my Strava um, and that seemed to ease the pressure and I could actually get through some training um so yeah wednesday's session was three by 5k with a three minute sort of float um so got through the warm-up didn't feel awesome but i thought you know what um i need to get some of these marathon specific sessions done so i'll I'll start off the session and if it you know gets worse i'll stop um but thankfully it didn't it felt good the first rep not so good the second but then the last rep couldn't feel it at all so um so the session in particular went um so the, the idea of the session was a bit like Julian's with his 3Ks, was to try and run around marathon pace. So start off maybe around 320s, and then if I feel good, work down to 315s. That was sort of the range that the coach had given me. Um, and to do the three-minute floats in uh, like three – well, I think you wanted more like four minutes, but um, ended up going a little bit faster. So I ended up going uh, 1626 for the first 5K. Um, so that's 317s, floated three minutes at 345s. Um, the second one was 1616, um, and then floated 345 pace again for three minutes, and then the last one was 1603. 
Um, so I was really happy with Solid. how the session felt. Um, like <laughs> I had a pretty upset stomach, so I'm glad I didn't have a fourth one because um, as soon as I finished the last rep, it was straight to find the <laughs> straight to the bushes. I was a mess. So um, yeah, so the, the session went well. Um, Achilles held up, got through a cool down. Um, yeah, so that was yeah good. Yeah, good session. I've never done 5K reps before, um, sort of at marathon pace. So, yeah, ticked all the boxes, I think. Um, and I had a gel at about 11K, um, yeah. Um, the Achilles so didn't the, get sore after that? Like when you were warming down, did it feel worse or it bounced no, back right? No, it was all, you know, it felt fine. And it was the same as, you know, as soon as I took shoes off and walked around, it was, it was fine. Um, and so that's why I... I was I was happy to actually run through this niggle, knowing that it only hurt when I had shoes on. If you know, I thought to myself, if it was something major, it would hurt first thing in the morning. It would hurt walking around the house, um, but it didn't. So I thought I'll um, I'll carry on with the backs backs of my shoes cut out, and we'll see how we go the rest of the week. Have you seen the so, photo, Julian? We'll put it on the Facebook page for people to see. I have seen the photo. I still don't know how your feet can be still in there. Yeah, well, luckily my my tib and had improved, so I could actually um, you know lace up, lace the laces all the way up, and I just I found out where the perfect I guess cut down far enough so that I wouldn't slip out of the shoe. Um, But also, what I found was, so I did my warm ups in Pegasus and did the sessions in uh, like streak. Uh, LT3s or some or LT2, so they're a really lightweight shoe, but they were actually better for my Achilles than what the Pegasus were. So I think anything that has a, had a really soft heel counter um, was better for me. So, yeah. Um, but having said that, both of those, all the shoes that I'm running in at the moment with the backs cut out of them, they're I shouldn't be running in them. Like they're they're dead. They're dead shoes. But I'm like I don't really want to cut up brand new ones. So. Um, yeah, anyway. So Thursday factory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- Thursday morning, um, got out for 70 minutes. The Achilles was a little bit tender at the start and uh, for maybe for the first 10 minutes and then it felt pretty good. Um, so that was sort of 4.13 pace and then got out on Thursday afternoon and the, the weather from Thursday in, here in Canberra just turned foul. Like we've had like wind, rain, hail um, pretty much since Thursday afternoon. So... I did 9K um, at 4.11s, and, yeah, Achilles wasn't great, but it was manageable. Um, Friday, I had the day off work, and I went out to – so I had another session planned, but it, was, it wasn't it was really a – it was more of a just a maintenance-type session. So I went out to Stromlo cross-country course, and the session was 3 by 2 k with a 500-metre jog. And um, anyone, that's, anyone that's been out to Stromlo on a – sort of cold wet day it's really exposed and um it was miserable i was the only one out there and um achilles was really bad warming up and i wasn't sure whether i was going to do the session but i put the flats on and that felt better um so yeah the session there was three by 2k with a 500 float uh or 500 jog actually so it was 627 for the first 2k which is um pretty good out there it's not flat and it was soggy um, from all the rain and windy, so um, for six twenty-seven, ran five hundred meters in at four-minute K pace. Um, six twenty-one for the second rep, 
four-minute K pace again for the um, next 500 metres and then closed in 6.12. So I was reasonably happy with that sort of session um, given the conditions and I guess, you know, less than... Less than forty-eight hours after that sort of three by five k, you can really um, spike up out there, couldn't you? Oh, you could on a wet yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I've <laughs> the way yeah, the way my Achilles was, I wasn't going to. Risk, I haven't been in spikes for years, so I wasn't going to yeah. risk it. Uh, Saturday, I originally had two runs planned, but um, knowing that Sunday was going to be pretty big for me and my Achilles not being great, and actually it was really sore on Saturday. I. Um, I saw Viv out on the run half about 30 minutes through and I thought I was going to have to turn around and head back just because it wasn't very good, but it, it came good after probably 45 minutes. Um, so I ended up just doing 60 minutes at 4.15s and had the afternoon off hoping that the extra recovery would get me through Sunday. Um, so for Sunday, I modified another pair of shoes, um, <laughs> some um, fly-knit streaks because I thought, oh, you know, they're a bit reasonably soft um and i wanted to do i guess sunday's run in the shoe that i would sort of run a marathon in um so i modified those ones and the session was to basically run a hard 10k at the back end of the long run um so i ran 25k uh at sort of 407 pace on some trails to start with and there was a few heels over that um, took a gel. I took some caffeine actually about uh, 70 minutes in and took a gel 90 minutes in. Um, and then I quickly went back t- to the car, um, took off took off my gloves and my long sleeve shirt and um, then jogged another kilometre to where I was going to start my, um, my 10K. And um, I did the, the hard 10K the same place that I do sort of most of my sessions around Yerby Pond where it's nice and flat and can get into a reasonably good rhythm and yeah ran 10k in um 32.12 um which really surprised me i the, you know the goal for that session was to run 320s um like goal marathon pace which i thought would be pretty tough having run at close to an hour 45 already um but it felt yeah maybe the last 2k i started to feel the pinch a little bit but um yeah like I, you know like a few years ago, when I was running well over 10K, if I just did that 10K as a session by itself, I would have been wrapped. So um, finished that and then did another 4K at four-minute Ks. Felt Still felt pretty good, like full of running. My legs weren't too heavy. So it ended up being a 39K morning um, for 170K a week. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah. The week was really good, um, but my Achilles. So I woke up this morning. I had had physio this morning, and I've got crepitus in my Achilles. So it's not sore. Still not sore to walk around, um, and it's not really sore to touch. But I just took today off. Um, I just figure after last week and yesterday, there's nothing to be gained by running today. I'm probably better off just having a day off and try and somehow settle it down. Um, so that that's like training's going really well. Um, if if I was in this sort of shape in seven weeks' time, I'd be happy. Like I don't I don't feel like I need to to get any fitter. I've, um, but I, I am worried about my body. That's probably my biggest concern at the moment. I just don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm on top of my niggles. <laughs> so and it's I guess it's the the issue runners have, don't they? Like I'm just constantly second guessing myself whether I should be doing the session, whether I should be taking a week off. Um, 
just just hard to know what to do. Um, mm. I, I certainly haven't I haven't had one session in the last two weeks where I haven't where I've been able to focus purely on the session. I've always had is my leg going to am I going to get through this actual run? <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, but um, yeah, took today off and I'll see how it pulls up tomorrow. And especially kind yeah. of this far out as well, like it's that yeah, it's an interesting yeah. time out for little niggles to be creeping in, but still so much time until race day. Yeah, that's it. Like if it was three weeks out and, you know, I'd be going, all right, I'll take a week off because I'm not going to get any fitter in the last three weeks, but I can still lose a lot of fitness between now and Berlin. Um, I almost just want to maintain this level of fitness till then. Um, rather, like I don't, I think I've got maybe three, three more big sort of sessions left. Um you know, I think I've got a, t- a 10 mile tempo, uh, maybe four by 5k, and three weeks out, I'm going to go up to Sydney and run the New South Wales half marathon champs. Um, but I'm going to do sort of 10k beforehand and then just do the half at marathon pace. Um, so they're really the last three sort of big sessions that I've got. Um, so I'm just going to try and manage it, I guess. Get, yeah, see what I'm, and I do have an appointment with a doc, sports doctor next Tuesday. So, hey, um, yeah. yeah, on that long run kind of part one, the 25k before you started, how yeah. much do you reckon that took out of you? Because I know that you jog at kind of 410 pace as it is, so doing that at 405 pace, was that still pretty cruisy? Like, I wonder how much fatigue you really had in the legs rolling into that 10k to still be able to smash that out in 32 low. Yeah, I probably didn't have as much fatigue as I thought I was going to. But then I didn't want, like, the idea wasn't to have, to absolutely nail myself in that first 25K um, because I think there's just too much risk then. Like, if I'm running that 10K when I'm, like, it's almost what we did on the Gold Coast then, I'd be running a, a pretty much just run a hard 35K. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, I was tired, but, yeah, like, I was surprised how easy the 32 minutes felt. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, like I was, yeah, I was really, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, I certainly didn't feel, I probably felt better on Sunday just because, um, because it was a session, you know, I didn't do it fasted. So I had, had coffee in the morning, I had toast, I had a gel after 90 minutes. So automatically I'm going to feel better than my normal long runs. Um, mm. plus I had, plus I had a light Saturday. Um, so yeah, like I, I wouldn't say I was, I was super fatigued when I started it, but I guess you're always going to be, you're going to have some level of fatigue in the legs having run 25K beforehand. It doesn't matter, even if I ran it at 4.30s, it's still going to be a bit heavy. Yeah, And at the end of 170K week. So, yeah, that's all. But in terms of ticking all the boxes for the week, I certainly did that. Just, yeah, it'd be good if my body was a bit better. And that's probably the first time you've hit kind of three sessions. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it doesn't happen very often that I do three. And that Friday one was meant to be really light. Uh, it probably ended up being a bit harder than I wanted it to be, um, but it didn't seem to affect me too much for Sunday. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Good work, mate. Good work. Any questions for him, Julian? Happy with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good for you. That's a great workout. Um, I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to be doing that right now? Yeah, I just worry. I, I just worry for you, Brad. You know, 
I'm worrying for myself. I know. I I go pray for brave. That's that's fantastic, but you you're not going to lose a single drop of fitness by having like an easy week this week. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, I, yeah. This week, this week is easy, um, but it's just how easy I make it. Like I, I don't have any marathon specific sessions this week at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just whether it's just how many really how many days I take off. <laughs> yeah, I, I like you can get away with taking several off. Take off seven and say yeah. Uh... Yeah. Like my biggest risk at the moment is I think based on the training that I'm doing, there's no doubt that I can run a lot faster than I ran in Canberra. Um, and it's just going to, I'll be gutted if I don't actually get to the start line. Um, exactly. That, that's, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Like you, so yeah. that, like, yeah, I, I want you to, I want to see you on the start line and yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to lose fitness by, by skipping a session here or there this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might um, might take your advice there. Yeah, I know it's hard to do. Like, yeah, especially, yeah. especially when you're like you're fit now and you want to you want to almost like see how how good you can go in each session. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as, as, as I said, like I would be happy to stand on the start line in this current shape. Like I don't I don't necessarily want to progress my fitness. I just want to some just maintain it because um, yeah, like I'm, I've, I've I've never. Like I'd say that I've never trained this well, even when I was running PBs for shorter distances. Like I'd, I'd be relatively confident of running, you know, close to my 10k PB now, um, and I'm not really training for the 10k. So, what yeah. kind of marathon shape you reckon you're in if you're going to race one now? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like I reckon sort of sub sub 222 mate like i'd think hopefully and the rest don't be a pussy (laughs) tell us what you really think no i like well as i said to you my 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 goal was to run a pb in berlin um like i i won't i don't plan on if i don't plan on going through halfway any quicker than 70 minutes right regardless of what shape i'm in because i figure like Best case scenario on the day it would be sub two twenty. Like I, even if I was capable of two eighteen, I would be stoked with two twenty sub two twenty. And to do that, I'd prefer to err on the side of caution by going through seventy to seventy thirty, and feeling super super comfortable, and then trying to make up that thirty seconds in the second half. So yeah, um, I've spoken to my spoken to my coach about it, and and we think. Because if I'm not having a good day and I run 70-30 and I slow down, you know, and run 71-30 for the second half, it's still a PB. Um, but at least running 70 to 70-30 through halfway gives me a chance of still breaking 220. Yeah, I'm just so, waiting to see yeah, you get bailed up at the airport trying the to take that's all these pairs prob- of scissors over there. That's the, uh, that's, the game pl- that's the game plan at this stage. Yeah, right. I'll get on to my week. We're, uh, we've been talking for a while. Yeah, I'll whiz through this pretty quick. Pretty, um, I was pretty beat up Monday after that run Melbourne half marathon on um, Sunday. So just got out for 16K at kind of 4.32 pace. It was really good, actually. We had we do these community runs every Monday night leading up to run Melbourne. And, um, yeah, we thought we're just going to keep doing them, even though the big event and the fundraising efforts were over. So we probably still had 15 people down at um, Victoria Park, running along the river, which was uh, good. So just chilled out socially there, which was all right. 
Um, Tuesday as well, I didn't have a session Tuesday, so ran 16 KEs in the morning at um, 4.23 pace and then 10K easy in the afternoon. Had a bit of a big day at work Tuesday. Julian was getting into me on Strava about it, but um, we had the Lions Club public speaking competition on, so that was kicking off at school at 7 o'clock and our staff meeting finished at 5, so where I live works about 20 minutes away, so I kind of just ran at work and then... um, yeah, had a bit of dinner in the staff room and then went back and watched the public speaking. Both my students won, which was a pretty big deal. It's, um, yeah, it hasn't happened before in the history of Lions Club public speaking. We'll just drop that one in there. So pretty proud teacher on Tuesday night. But it kind of threw me out of whack a bit because kind of got home at 9.30 and I'm usually in bed at about 9 and I was kind of a bit wired by the time I got home and was probably struggling a bit with fatigue after being in Melbourne over the weekend. So... Um, was a bit, uh, I guess, aware that I was trying to trying to have a big week's training, but at the same time I was burning the candle at both ends a bit. Uh, Wednesday morning, no, so Tuesday night my legs were still pretty trash. I was planning to do some 200-metre strides, but I taught PE during the day on Tuesday, and we are just trying to do some A-skips and some high knees and some butt kicks and stuff with the kids at school, and just felt super tight. So I just um, canned those strides and just gave myself an extra day. Wednesday morning, uh, woke up at kind of five to get the 25k run done before um, work and felt amazing. So um, just having that extra day and extra night's sleep just gave the legs a good opportunity to bounce back. Um, Kind of ran the first, uh, probably about first 15k at kind of 415, 420ish kind of thing. And then, um, yeah, I, I got some new gels in. I got some power bar gels just to test out and they got delivered on Tuesday afternoon so when I got home from work late Tuesday I kind of saw him sitting there and I was a bit tired waking up Wednesday morning probably off a bit less sleep than I'm used to and I thought I'll just take one of those gels and put it in my pocket and just test it out halfway through that 25k just to see what it tastes like and how it sits in the gut and um, I don't know if it was placebo but I kind of put that in at about 15k and from probably 15k to 25 I probably averaged uh, probably 3.45 pace and I haven't been having a lot of caffeine lately I've still been off the coffee so getting a gel in me at you know 6am in the morning after not having a lot of caffeine for the last couple of days it just gave me a bit of a um, a bit of a boost and yeah I was really happy with how the legs felt to uh, bounce along that kind of second half of that run which then gave me a lot of confidence kind of to get back into training um, Wednesday night just got out for an easy 8k again so so I was hitting pretty big mileage even though I wasn't doing a lot of I wasn't doing any sessions up till Wednesday I was uh getting some good k's in uh Thursday day off work the coach had set for me five 400s with 200 meter float and I thought here I am training for a marathon and taking a day off work to train hard and I've got five by 400s in the program so I messaged him on Wednesday night just asking if uh, it was okay if he well I was asking if he still wanted me just to do five 400s because I thought I might have been able to do a few more but we decided to stick to the five 400s and just make sure that I got over the um, got over the half marathon on the weekend and I'm pretty glad he stuck to that because it was really cold and he kind of wanted well he wanted 60 68s to 70s and Kind of haven't really run at that pace for a while, so banged out the first couple in 66, and then a 68, then a 69, then a 68. We've kind of 200 meters flowed in 42 seconds, which was 
pretty solid, but I was really happy we were capping it at five. There was no way I was um, doing any more than that. And I think probably that 66 to 67 pace just really kind of zapped me a bit. It was something I wasn't used to and probably haven't been dipping into that speed. And that session, it just kind of just uh, catches up with you. Those 200-meter floats uh, go pretty quick. So I was um, a bit disheartened leaving that because it was nothing special and it really banged me up a bit, just the lactic and the breathing in the legs. Um, Thursday night, got out for a, another jog. It was just a hammer and rain Thursday, so it was good to just get an easy jog in. Friday was another easy day, so just 12K in the morning and uh, 10K in the Arvo. And then we went and spray-painted the 1K or the K markers on our park run course, which is a bit silly because the bloke I went with, we both are runners, but we decided to run beforehand and then go to the park run course and walk up and down and measure it on our GPSs and stuff. And it just took us forever. Like, I'm not sure if you boys have ever just walked 5K before, but it... um. It took us about an hour just walking along and we jogged a bit here and there and stopped and spray painted every 500 then K but um, yeah by the kind of stage that that was an easy day and all of a sudden I was up to kind of 27K for the day with a bit of running and walking in there for that 5K but that was good fun. Um, Saturday was my main session for the day so did it a bit later. We did it at 10am because I was a park run director, run director on Saturday morning so did it at 10 o'clock and I had, um originally I had one mate teed up to come and pace me on the bike and then I wasn't, he told me it was okay to do it but he kind of didn't commit to a time so I uh, teed up another mate just in case the first mate couldn't do it and um, Ben and I were both doing the park run on Saturday morning kind of talk about it. he was the timekeeper and um, yeah we we're kind of talking about the session and then there was another mate who was at park run who just ran his 5k pb tim who kind of overheard us talking and then he said he'd come out and um bring his bike out as well so we we rocked up for this 18k tempo with three legends on the bike which was uh quite interesting i felt like ali had kipchoge out the back streets kind of what you were talking about before julian on these back roads where there's no traffic and here yeah. i am running down the road and i've got like three bikes like one in front one each side one bloke's got a drink and other bloke's holding the gels um yeah, it was quite it was quite surreal, but it was good fun. So the plan was to do three K at three that were kind of marathon pace. So I'm kind of yeah, three twenty, three nineteen, goal marathon pace, like, you know, ideal dream, touch wood, everything goes well kind of marathon pace. Um yeah, so three K at three nineteens into three K at three tens times three. So um all up eighteen K with hoping for kind of a three fifteen average. And um, I was pretty lucky I had the boys because it was about 30k wins and where we do it, there's a lot of kind of straights. We kind of go around the industrial estate, which is 2k, but you've probably got, you know, nearly 800 metres of straight and then you kind of 400 across the top and 800 back down. And then we get on this bike path that goes kind of past a highway. And then that's kind of a big straight as well. So they protected me pretty well in the wind. But, um, and we got some good tailwinds, but at the same time, we had to run into the tailwinds a couple of times. But um, yeah, it was good. I kind of ran the first, I think Strava was a bit, uh, on my GPS, I averaged um, 313s, and I think Strava had me at 312s. But um, yeah, the first kind of 3K was 317, 315, 314. Then we kicked it down and ran 303, 309, 306. And then um, we were trying to get back to the 319 pace and ran the first K of the next 3K in 313. 
And then we, we just had a chat with the boys and just said, we're well up here. We'll just settle things down a bit. So I ran 3.23 and 3.20. And then, um, yeah, hit the next three in 3.07, 3.06, And then got pretty lucky with the last 3K that was meant to be at 3.20s and had a nice tailwind. And in hindsight, probably should have backed off a bit more because hit 3.17, 3.14, 3.14. But then we turn to finish into the headwind and yeah, hit 3.11, 3.16, So um, it was really, I was, that's probably the best I've trained in, you know, for two years. I reckon that'd be the best training session I've done. Like to, to hit 18K and average 3.12, which is, you know, pretty much a, a 67.30 kind of half marathon effort if I was to, and it's one thing to say if you were to hang on, but I'm fairly confident I could have banged out another three Ks at three twelve to to run a sixty seven thirty and you know considering mm. you're out the you know you're on the side of a highway and although the guys were on the bike and it was really good and super grateful they helped me out because they saved me and I think it just gets you up sometimes having a few people around but still having that whole race effect and I reckon I could have easily run a sixty seven thirty and yeah got um got the hundred and eighty mils down at 6k when we backed off the pace and got one of those new power bar gels down at um must have been 9k when we hit the the 320 kind of pace again and like the heart rate was 165 average which was really good like every week i'm kind of going a bit quicker and a bit further but the heart rate's pretty similar and it was even good just having the boys on the bike because probably the first it's probably the first time all three of those guys have done something like that like a pacing job so there were times where we we're kind of moving all over the bike path and, you know, which way should we go around this corner? And so you kind of had to be, I guess, a bit aware about where they were riding and not to run into a back of somebody's tyre and just have that awareness about you and just concentrate on the effort at the same time as being aware. So, um, yeah, I was pretty pretty stoked with that session. Um, just a, just a yeah, quick question. Um, do you think it's good to do these workouts sometimes when it's not that easy, like I take a lot from doing workouts on my own exposed kind of solo because nearly every time I do a marathon, that's how I end up. And I can really l practice working hard in a rhythm by myself. And uh, like I, I put a lot of like I, I've done, I've run quite well at the Great Ocean Road and it's always been solo. And I, I, I do all my workouts kind of lonely and solo. And it's not that enjoyable, but I reckon it, it does teach you a little bit of sort of mental toughness when there's no one around and you're doing it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. What, no. do you, what, what do you think? You're talking to a bloke here. Then, like, So this is, I got my mate Faz to pace me two weeks ago on a bike and these three blokes to pace me on the weekend. But you're, I've probably banged out every session for the last five years other than when I've got back to Bendigo and trained with Andy Buchanan, which has probably been, you know, I've probably six, eight times in the last yeah. five years. Like, you're talking to a guy who's done so much work by himself, and I totally agree with you. And I yeah. also, like, in even long runs, like, Charlie Bird started jumping in probably the last six months. But other than that, you know, some heaps of long runs, and there's so much mental stuff to, to gain out of it. But I think yeah. you can go over that cliff a bit and then it becomes a bit of a, you know, loneliness of the long distance runner. Poor me. I've got all this stacked up against me. I'm doing this by myself all the time. Like, if, does that make sense? Like, I'm, I'm trying oh, I would to... Um, I'd, I would take paces if they were there. Yeah. I was just like, I, 
I, I guess I didn't really think about it too much because all I can remember is that like the, the, the one that you did, um, oh, I can't remember, maybe a 16K tempo and then this one. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So the, the two you've ever heard of are the only two that I've ever done with with guys on bikes, if that makes sense. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah the two it's long, the long marathon workouts you did. Yeah, like even last year, like looking back on my Strava the other week, like I did the 5x5K solo last year with like an iPod or, you know, a 30K mm. with the last 20K at marathon pace solo. Yeah. Like I've done a lot of work by myself. And I reckon the probably difference is like, yeah, those – Sometimes, even on the weekend, like there was times where I was on the back because we had four blokes and we had four different GPS watches on. So we go through the first K and someone's bips and someone else's bips and everything's all good after the first K. But five K's in, the GPS is a all out of sync and someone's going, we need to go faster and someone else is going, we need to go slower. And I'm looking at mine going, this pace is perfect. Just like, so kind of sometimes it's not as a huge advantage as you think, but um. Yeah, I think I think you need a good mix of it. And I think that session on the weekend, if I did that solo in that kind of wind, probably would have averaged, you know, closer to I don't think I would have hit the three fifteen average that we were banking on. I reckon that was probably the difference between ticking that session off and not ticking the session off. Um so yeah, but even looking ahead, like I'm doing a session like that kind of once a week and it's just adding layers to it. And I'm kind of thinking now because these guys are fantastic and they probably you know, really enjoy running and like being kind of looking at splits and kind of um, just having a bit in the kind of process as well, which I'm really grateful for that they can give up an hour of their time and get some kind of enjoyment out of it. And they warmed up and warmed down with me. And um, But I'm kind of like, well, is that going to hurt me doing that for every week for the next seven weeks? Or do I need to just go back to that old, go out there by yourself and just get it done? But um, mm. yeah. I, I think I think you're doing it right. But there are some, there are guys out there who only train with groups, and they'll, they won't if they don't have a group there. They'll, I don't know what they'll do. They just don't do it. Yeah. So they're the guys that I think maybe struggle when they're by themselves and everything starts to hurt when there's no one around and they're they're lonely and they're the sort of times where I think those workouts, um, those long workouts by yourself really work. Yeah. But, and probably to put that on the flip side. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, mate, I'd yeah, love a dollar <laughs> for every solo workout I've done. But um, but I guess even putting that on, like you look at yesterday's run to just finish off my week. So that was like thirty six k. Tali's just coming back from an injury, so she came for the first probably uh, eight or ten, and then um, you know, I ran the last twenty eight by myself, kind of thing, and it was the same thing, kind of windy and annoying, and the legs were pretty beat up from. Um, I tried to, you know, work it along a bit and kind of ran a few kind of 350s and 345s with a bit of a tailwind at stages. But almost like you last week, Brad, I kind of got to 33, 32K and I was just like, I feel like I'm bonking a bit here. Like this is, um, yeah, just starting to get a bit heavy and a bit lightheaded and I didn't have anyone out in the path I could steal a gel off. So I just kind of almost switched things off and just, just focused on trying to get home without collapsing. It was uh quite a weird feeling because when you spoke about it last week i really i yeah couldn't really relate to it i hadn't really felt that just on a general long run before so yeah. um yeah so it was probably yeah. good to and it was just a huge weekend like a, I guess here i am talking about how i had three easy days after a 
you know, 69.30 half marathon last weekend. And here I am probably saying I've, you know, ran relatively close to 67.30 and I've banged straight into a 36K at 3.57 the next day. So, um, yeah, the legs are pretty beat up, beat up today and just got to be cautious to get over it. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's a good – I think it was 188 for me. That was including the park run, run and walk, but probably 183 of just genuine running, which – cannot remember probably january feb was the last time i've hit over 180k so yeah everything's uh going in the right direction at my end yeah fine yeah just um i got can you imagine you ever wear nike lunar races yes yeah 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 i found a pair of those down at the um south wharf dfo the other week when i was in melbourne and just like on some dodgy stand at the back and I used to love training those and put them on for that session Saturday and they just felt, oh, just like an old friend back on my feet and just like, I just love doing that session in them. They were um, just heaps of bounce and padding and yeah, big fan of those shoes. Wish they still made them. I, I hate those shoes. Do you? Yeah, they're so like sloppy. Yeah, just that's what I'm after, just slops. <laughs> Oh, they're, I really no, they're no good after they're no good for a marathon though i tried to wear them at melbourne that day that you paced me and they just the last half you just bounce and you can't you're not going anywhere yeah you're just slopping away in them weekly shoe talk though it's been a big week for purchases of uh four percenters yeah a couple of blokes with too much uh license on a credit card we'll put it that way <laughs> yeah you got well you i only bought them because you like you just got me with peer pressure. I was sitting there at school and it must have been like recess or something and you're like, yeah, I just got them off Nike.com. They're going to sell out. And then I think after that conversation I had with that guy at the Nike store the other week, I was just like, I've got to buy these things. Like they're not going to be limited. Like, yeah. So next thing I know, I'm putting in my bank card details and buying a pair as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you got and yours today. Mine, sh- mine showed up today. What color did you get? The black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um they're a bit of a worry actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, tell me they're what, a real worry. coming tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to like them. Yeah, they're they're real like. Well, the Zoom Fly could be my shoe, which is like the takedown, the trainer version of this. It's a lot more stable. It's the it's a little bit broader through like the midfoot area. I've got a, a flattish foot. And this Vaporfly is narrow, and my foot just falls off it immediately. Um, we're gonna, it's so spongy through the heel, it's a little bit, well, I say sloppy again. You, you, you need to be run, you need to be pretty efficient in this, I reckon. So, Lunar to, Racer to, kind of style. I could be on here. Well, I wouldn't say Lunar Racer, like, they're very different. You need a, you need a pretty, no, my foot's flat as a tack, and it just crushes these Nike shoes quickly. So oh, it'll be. Int- I'm going to use it for a workout this week, and I'll report back. Mm, okay, interesting, interesting. Here he goes bagging on about him for the last ten weeks, and he gets him, and it's just uh, it's downhill quick. I've loved the other ones. That's the problem. <laughs> Brad, what are you thinking? Race re- day pair. I won't be in those, that's for sure. So maybe I need to start. Maybe I need to not have this week off and just start training. If you boys are going to be wearing the uh, sub two shoes, yeah. Oh, here we go. 
<laughs> no, look, I've got. I'm gonna get my body right, and I'll be I'll be stoked with anything around 220. Obviously, I'd love to go under 220, but um, there's no way I'll be running a time fast enough to make com games. <laughs> that's, uh, Don't cut yourself yeah, short, mate. I reckon you're out for a blinder. <laughs> I'm not going to do this to yeah, you, Brad. We'll I'm not going to do it to you. Yeah, thanks. Don't fool me there. I'm, I'm just no, trying to get him to be confident. I'm just telling him he's oh. in ripping shape. Well, no, no. You, you, you're just building him up to fall. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not getting involved. Brady, you're the one that ran – you ran average 312s for 18K. I couldn't even run that – I only ran that for 10K yesterday. I couldn't run it for 18 yeah, I'm just panicking that I'm going to have a stress fracture in like two weeks, though. Like, it's just a dangerous yeah. sport, this old running. But, I, must, uh, yeah. I must admit, re- regardless of whatever happens in Berlin, the one thing that I've really enjoyed about this prep is I have no doubt that I'm a mentally stronger runner through this marathon training than what I was when I was a track runner. Um, like, as I said, with, with the 10K yesterday, that used to be a session for me and i used to dread it and now i'm doing it after i've been out running by myself for an hour 45 so um regardless of what happens the rest of this prep um i feel more confident with at some stage running a decent marathon yeah yeah no i think we're all in good spots we're all yeah we're all fitness wise the sessions we're banging out are top notch yeah yeah righty boys i reckon that's that's an hour up already time flies when you're having fun guys thanks for tuning in that was episode 10 of the road to the berlin marathon hey um got a bit of a bonus episode this week if you want to check itunes tomorrow there should be another episode of the road to berlin marathon coming up with a bit of a different kind of spin a bit of a different taste on that i'm uh, not going to give too much away but if you're one of those people that downloads this on the day it gets released each week if you recheck in the uh, tell me your tales page tomorrow you'll uh, see there's going to be another episode there for you, which I hope and, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of value out of. Thanks for tuning in again. And, uh, yeah, let me know with this bonus episode if it's something you enjoyed and something you think we might be able to keep up maybe one or two more times before Berlin uh, is upon us. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> please.
devotees, you know, kind of put their handkerchiefs in their mouths and try not to laugh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 